This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. On the heels of the always informative and entertaining Dan Grasso show, Gordon and I will take the baton and fly with it on ESPN New York Tonight. Top stories ahead for you, but you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also, via X, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe, we'll ride until midnight on 98.7 ESPN in New York City. Hey, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my friend? Everything is great. I think I sweated out by just walking a couple of blocks, about 15 pounds today. <laughs> It was very hot. And I, I'll tell you one thing. Today is the day that you know that thing they came up with, the real field temperature. Yes. That is a load of BS. <laughs> because what was it today? 91, 92. I think it was 93 where I am. 91 over here. And I went outside and it felt like a million degrees. So that was, that was the Damer real field temperature. The real field temperature here was a million degrees. I, w- I walked out of the house. I went from the door to the mailbox, and you would have thought that somebody dumped a bucket of water on my head. Whew, it was, yeah, it's hotter now, it feels like, than it was in the summertime. <laughs> I know. It's true. I think Indian summer is making a comeback, Gordon. Yeah, in a I big way. I think it is. A big way. All right, my friend, let's go to work. Let's talk about the top stories that happened today that we're going to talk about this evening. Gordon, the kids continue to make noise. The Martian strikes again. Three hits, including for Jason Dominguez, his first home run at the stadium. Solo shot. Oswald Pereira added an RBI double. Yankees winning by the score 4-1, Gordon. Now, there was a a fan who caught the ball. Mm -hmm. It was right in the front row of of the stands there. And he had a great catch. Ball, it was not hit. It was not a moon ball by any stretch of the imagination, but it was coming in pretty hot. When you watch them on TV and you see fans catching these 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 baseballs, you think, ah, it's not so hard. Trust me. In the moment, with the oh, pressure on, and you see that thing coming at you, the pressure, it's a lot harder than you think. There's no doubt if, about it. If you're that fan, you're a big Yankee fan, and you've now caught a Jason Dominguez home run, do you keep the ball or do you give in to what, you know, maybe they give you a bat, maybe they give you an autograph, maybe they give you a picture. Would you rather have whatever whatever's behind door number one, two, or three, or would you rather keep the baseball? Gordon, I think I would give the kid the baseball. You'd give it to the team and allow them to, to yes. He's give 20. you something. Yeah, he's 20. Now, I would bargain. I'd try to negotiate as much as I could. <laughs> But I would give him the baseball. He's 20 years old. You, you know, I, I'd want him to have it. I would keep the baseball. Okay. Because not, not, the, not to negotiate it, not to look to cash in on it. But if you're a big-time Yankee fan, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of collection the guy has, if he has any collection. But you imagine you go into your man cave, and there's the ball that yeah. you – if Jason Dominguez gets anywhere close to the hype that is surrounding him, you can always say, I got a – I mean, he's drawing comparisons to Mickey Mantle. And this is the first home run he's ever hit at Yankee Stadium. I'm not saying to keep the ball to sell it. I'm saying to keep it to, to keep it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty cool momentum to uh, memento to have in your little collection if you have one. I hear you. I hear you. We, we're on different sides on that one, but I understand what you're saying. I, listen, it wasn't an easy – it wasn't an easy decision for me to give that baseball up. I'll tell you that. It was not. Uh 
In that game, Gordon, Detroit pitcher Matt Manning left early, hit on the right foot, 119 and a half. Whew. come back off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton. Remember, he already missed two and a half months during the season when he was hit on the foot by Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays. So uh, Manning, uh, maybe you should look for another line of work, Gordon. Uh, I would think that any pitcher facing off against Giancarlo Stanton has to have that at least a little bit in their mind. I mean, the, the, the guy is, is huge. He hits balls harder, than, consistently harder than anybody else pretty much. Uh, he's lucky it caught him where it didn't didn't catch him somewhere more serious because uh, that thing is it's scary. It's always exit velo when we're talking about Stanton, right? Always wow. exit velo. <laughs> yeah. Hardest hit ball he's hit all season, by the way. Hardest hit. <laughs> right, of course. Of course, of course, that's the hardest one he's ever hit. The guy's probably <laughs> saying to himself. Of course. Turning to football, Gordon, Rich Samini reported former Lion and Giant Kenny Galladay among several wide receivers who worked out for the Jets today. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, no, no. Well, you know. No, no. Yeah, he worked out. No, no, no. He did. He worked out. I, that's they, fine. They he didn't work do out. anything, but he worked out. It's, it, but they should tell him, you worked out, but it's not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, at the top of the hour, you heard from SportsCenter what's going on with Nick Bosa now. He can pay his bills for the next five years. So, Chris Jones says, uh, I'm just asking for a raise. That's all I want. Just just a little increase in pay. And, oh, by the way, if the deal is done, I'll be ready to play tomorrow night. Somebody he, who, he's, he's got to be happy with what Nick Bosa did today. That's for sure. Uh, Kansas City is not. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. I would think all these teams would be furious if you have a guy, a, a big defensive player who is coming up or, or not even coming up, but uh, is in that conversation of, of great defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you see what that guy got and you think to yourself, well, wait a second. They, because here's the thing with the NFL. And, and you can say, well, he has a contract. He has a contract. None of these contracts are worth the, the paper they're printed on. Nope. And the teams can get out of them at any time they want. So it's kind of hard to, to look at this situation and think, well, you know, what he's doing is not right or what he's doing is, is outrageous. He's, he's, he already signed a contract. The contracts don't matter. Nope. So you got to cash in when you can. And, and Chris Jones, he, he's got a little bit of leverage right now, I would think. I would think so couple of uh, injury notes before we start our program, get out of our top stories. Travis Kelsey, questionable for tomorrow night's game versus Detroit. And for you fantasy folks, Rams Cooper Cup out week one versus Seattle with a hamstring injury. Yeah, that, that's a big one because that's a guy that went, well, both guys went in the first round, but it doesn't seem like it's crystal clear just yet what the status is going to be with Kelsey. I would think if you're the Chiefs, you have, with his importance, if there's any question, you can't play him. No, you can't. So sit him out. Even if you lose that game, it's against an NFC team. you got plenty of time to recover from it. Uh, the Cooper Cup one, that was one in fantasy circles that people were kind of weighing even before the injury kind of resurfaced again. He's a guy who's 30 years old, not the biggest guy, dealt with some injuries last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a guy, if you invested your first-round pick in him, you, you're absolutely sick to your stomach right now. Yeah, you are. And you thought he would be okay, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. You know, he'll be back. He'll be back. But Gordon, isn't that isn't that always is not always, but most of the time, doesn't that happen? Guy comes back from an injury, goes out there and gets another injury. <laughs> as soon as you return, gets another injury because you're putting your body through what your body hasn't been through in a while. Absolutely. Uh, football, those things can come up at any point. 
Those are the top stories for this Wednesday on ESPN New York Tonight. And, Gordon, let's delve into a couple of them. Obviously, a lot of conversation about the Jets and, of course, your favorite New York football Giants. That's for Harvey. So we got the Giants. Now, Joe's here, so we have the Jets represented. Harvey's here. We got the Giants represented. So we're going to start with the New York football Giants, Gordon. And the conversation really is very simple. We, we've talked about it. We understand it. We know. For both local teams, they need to win this home opener. But how are the Giants going to win this game, Gordon? This is a, They're facing a Dallas team that, as Ray Santiago told us on Monday, Gordon, that they could be as talented as they were since the Super Bowl teams. Did, 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 and was I correct in hearing him yeah, say that? Yeah, absolutely, since the Jimmy teams. Yeah, that's a long time ago now. All right, so... Obviously, and look, they're, they're a talented team. Talent has not been the issue for this team, as we've discussed. It's really been lack of consistent quarterback play, part of it. So, and play calling and clock management and some coaching issues, especially the past couple of seasons. So, for Brian Dable, uh, what what you thinking about as you get ready for Dallas? How's that game planning going? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in early parts of the, the year for games is making sure that you're really focused on the things that you can control, which is your execution of the plays, whether it's you know an offensive play or defensive looks we get out here, and really focus in on your fundamentals, your techniques, your communication, all the things that, that you know help you play well. That's even put more of a premium in the early part of the season because, again, usually have a, a log of a few games here in the beginning part of the year after all of October, but you know we're going to have to do a good job of, of executing our stuff against a really good team. So, Gordon, I've seen a lot of conversation today doubting what the Giants can do against this Dallas Cowboys team. That, I mean, Dak Prescott's so much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Uh, Dallas has more weapons. Dallas uh, defensively is slightly better than the Giants. How are the Giants going to win this game? I mean, I'm just hearing all these different things. And the thought process for me is, Giants have to find a way, okay? You look at this roster, and I know, Gordon, you mentioned it. People think that Darren Waller's, this, this, some people are accusing him of being the second coming of Gronk, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Uh, so I get it. I understand it. But Gordon, for the Giants, he is Gronk. He's their Gronk. He's the guy that they expect to be right there for Daniel Jones, short passes, He's going to be there in the intermediate area, and especially in the red zone, they're looking to exploit him. So, yeah, I get the whole idea of how the Giants may be overestimating or overcompensating or just overvaluing what Darren Waller has, but when you understand what this Giant offense looked like last year as far as trying to get the ball down the field, I mean, come on, Gordon, it's night and day. Yeah, well, I mean, we we talk all the time about the Yankees this year, about the production in left field and third base and, and how it was just so poor. And if he, even if they were just kind of league average, it would be such a massive improvement. Well, that's kind of the same way for the Giants this year. Last year, I think that they were the, 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 the last team in terms of explosive plays down the field, especially in the passing game. And if they could simply get to, to be even league average, which doesn't sound like a lot, that would be a massive step forward for them, for their offense, and for Daniel Jones. And the question uh, to me that, and I think most people, this is the question going into the season, how much can they expand the offense to target more big plays down the field? And when they do that, can they still avoid the turnovers, 
which they did an excellent job, and Daniel Jones did an excellent job of last year. You're hoping that with a big target like Waller, that's one of the ways. The, the, the kid Hyatt, they have some, other, they have mm-hmm. some, some good depth, if not uh, star power at the wide receiver position. But it's all going to be on Daniel Jones. And while people can say that Dak Prescott is better, he's a better resume, I think we kind of know what Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott's 30 years old. Daniel Jones is 26, and we're still kind of finding. Last year was really Daniel Jones's first year with a functioning coaching staff. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's the area for why Giant fans are, are as excited as they are, even though it seems like the Cowboys are the deeper team and the more win-now kind of team. And I would argue, Gordon, there's a lot of pressure on this Dallas Cowboys team. Oh, no question. A lot of a lot of pressure. And even Santiago said, you know what? He's a little concerned. Jets, uh, Giants, Jets, first two weeks. No question. I mean, you could make a compelling case that, that the Cowboys have more pressure on them than ever. See, like we talk about pressure mm-hmm. and teams having pressure. It, it's different for different teams, like the Bills. The Bills have a lot of pressure. They have to be able to get past the Chiefs. They've got to get to a Super Bowl. They've got to win a Super Bowl. That is their expectation. But at the same time, if they don't do that this year, if, say, they get to the AFC Championship game and lose, are they going to fire the coach? They're mm. not going to get rid of the quarterback. Nope. So while there is pressure on them there, I don't think it's nearly the, at the level of the Cowboys. The Cowboys... If for, for whatever, if they don't get to at least an NFC championship game there, I think that they will be looking in the quarterback market and, mm-hmm. and, and moving off Dak Prescott. And I certainly think if the coach doesn't get them there, yep. that the coach could be on the hot seat as well. So, you, yeah, you could make the case that there's no team in the NFL that has more pressure with real results hanging in the balance as a result of, of what they do this year than the Dallas Cowboys. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Saquon Barkley, Gordon, was huge for the Giants last season. Ranked fourth in rush yards with a career-high 1,312, fifth among running backs in scrimmage yards with 1,650 last season and had 10 rushing touchdowns. Looking for his third in a row on Sunday Night Football with 100-plus yards from scrimmage and third in a row versus Dallas with a rushing touchdown. Gordon, that would help the offense a lot. (laughs) A lot. He's got to be one of the guys that you're relying on. I mean, more so than maybe anybody else. Uh, the quarterback's always going to get more attention, but to, he's the engine that gets the uh, the Giants' offense going. So it's great that they have Darren Waller now and they have some more uh, diversity on offense. That's great, but mm-hmm. you're, you're still relying on on Saquon to, to carry the load for sure. No doubt about it. Gordon, Dallas has won 11 of the last 12 meetings against the Giants. Well, in fairness, the Giants haven't, uh, until last year, Giants haven't really been beating anybody. Now, you'd yeah. think that uh, they would run into one every once in a while. It would be nice. <laughs> to, to, to get a win against the Cowboys. Um, but the Cowboys have been pretty good. They've been a lot better than the Giants have been. Now, they haven't been great, clearly, but they've mm-hmm. been a whole lot better than the Giants have been. So, really, last year was the first year in a while that you would say you had some expectations that the Giants could beat the Cowboys uh, going into the game. Yep, yep. Last season, we'll hear from Daniel Jones in a second. Gordon, uh, we talked a lot about it. 
15 touchdowns, five picks, not bad. Uh, his longest was 65 yards. He was sacked 44 times. His quarterback rating, 92.5. Uh, the 44 sacks lost 243 yards. So he was running backwards <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes this year, I mean, because his while his completion percentage was just under 68%, Gordon, his average yards were six point eight. They gotta stretch that. Gotta stretch that. that yeah. Well, they have some. I up. mean, I mean, think back to what they were dealing with last year. It was yeah. like Richie James and mm-hmm. the, the the tight end Bellinger and Sterling yeah. Shepard when he was healthy, and it was Barkley and yeah. They didn't have great weapons last year. They were they mm-hmm. were getting by on scraps. The fact that they were able to win the games and 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 give you the offense that they gave you last year, given what their options were. It's kind of surprising. So they, yep. they've, again, I don't think that they have gone out and, and gotten a star-studded talent pool here at receiver and all these different positions, mm-hmm. but they got Saquon. Waller, when healthy, is an absolute target hog. He, you, you see him all the time. He's, he's, always, uh, he's one of those guys who's always, always open. The question there more is uh, about health, and we'll see that long term. But at least for week one, he should be healthy. So, look, there's no reason. If the Giants are who Giant fans think they are, there's no reason why they should not be winning this game to open the season at home against the Cowboys. Yeah. Obviously, for me, uh, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you want to match up. You want to watch that matchup clearly with the quarterbacks. Gordon, you also want to match up, you know, with the, with the receivers and running backs and everything, Pollard and Barkley. But I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be watching Sunday night. You ready? There's two linebackers I'm going to be checking out. Micah Parsons, who had a career-high 13 and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss last season. And I'm going to be watching Kayvon Thibodeau. Four sacks last season, six tackles for loss. Only rookie with two forced fumbles. And, and so I'm looking at those guys because, for me, who's able to put more pressure on the quarterback that will force them into turnovers? We know that Daniel Jones has turned the ball over, did a better job last year. Gordon, Dak Prescott turns the ball over a lot. I'm going to be focused on those two linebackers to see how they play and what role they have in this game. Yeah, well, Dak, I think, led the uh, NFL in turnovers last year and and even missed some time. Maybe it was just interceptions. (laughs) I'm not sure. But, yeah, no, a lot of mistakes last year, a lot of turnovers. Um, was not the guy that they were hoping he was going to be. And in, in terms of, of Thibodeau, we, we saw flashes of it in year one, and now it's a question, can in year two he find that consistency? That was the rap on him coming out of college. He has those splash plays, those big plays that kind of wreck drives, but sometimes it kind of goes away. So that's what you need to see from him, more consistency. He certainly has the ability to do it at times, mm-hmm. but now we have to see if he can do it play in and play out the way that uh, uh, Micah Parsons does. Gordon, you were right. Dallas led the NFL with 33 takeaways last year. Second team to ever lead the league in takeaways in consecutive seasons. Well, they led in takeaways, but do they lead in giveaways? That's the main one. They, I think <laughs> exactly. they, I think Dak might yeah. have led in, in, either, in either interceptions or turnovers mm-hmm. in total. He did not have the year that they were hoping he was going to have. And, and oh, he's 30 years old. Um, yeah. It's certainly, you know, sometimes you talk about situations not being surrounded with talent. 
they have plenty of talent. They, they are. As, uh, they have talent on defense. They have talent on offense. C.D. Lamb is electric. Tony Pollard is as efficient a running back. Zeke's mm-hmm. no longer there holding him back, so he's going to get major run now. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offensive line, I know there's, a, there's questions about everybody's offensive line, but it's probably one of the better ones in the league when healthy. Yep. So there's no reason why. Look, if you could take the stars off the helmet, Mm-hmm. And you could take the names, and you didn't know what the team was, but you could see what the talent level of the team was. It would be, there would be no question that they would be right up there with the Eagles and the Niners and and the big teams in the AFC. But the fact is, the Cowboys always seem to have a way of not living up to what expectations are. They always disappoint you. Yep, and, they do. And we'll have to see if they're eventually going to run out of chances. The coach is going to run out of chances. The quarterback's mm-hmm. going to run out of chances. Yep. And then they'll hire Deion Sanders. <laughs> you never know. Deion gets a win against Nebraska next week. You think that that's not going to be the, the topic on overreaction Monday? You kidding? Yeah, no doubt about it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, I think that's a, a way you can view that. Um, but for us and for myself, you know, it's important to take that next step because that's the game that we have this week. That's that's the, that's the mindset and the focus we have. That's the opponent that we have. understand we weren't able to beat Dallas and Philly last year, but that was last year. Um, it's a whole new year. We got a great opportunity in front of us, and we got to take advantage of it. Mine's Gordon, it has to be. They know that they have had trouble against these two divisional foes. I mean, Gordon, they've even tied with Washington, so they've had trouble with the commanders. So they realize how important this game is in week one, and that's what Saquon Barkley was talking about. Well, I mean, not that it answers anything, but it is kind of a measuring stick kind of game. Now, I don't think that there's the pressure on the Giants like there's the pressure on the Jets, Mm -hmm. but there is still pressure. uh, And and if you want to – I'm I'm sure the Giants – the the Giants as an organization have heard all the talk of oh they just got lucky last year I think they had a negative uh, point differential last year it was just a fortunate year they're not as good as they played last year so what better way to go out there and to take care of the Cowboys on on Sunday night football to kick off the season I mean Mm -hmm. everybody's excited whenever your season kicks off can you imagine Giant fans on Monday oh please after after beating the Cowboys for the first time and it feels like forever Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. I can hear him now. That's it. This all year. And why wouldn't you think that way? Well, After I mean, they're, they're a very won. smug fan base. I mean, they're, well, they, they, I mean, they are accustomed to things working out for them. Of course, of course they figure that things are going to work out for them again this time around. So, uh, yeah, they had a negative point differential. They were minus six in turn. They scored 365. They allowed 371. So even mm-hmm. with that, they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And with the new, anytime you do that with a, a first-year head coach, the sky's the limit the next Absolutely. year. Absolutely. You think that that's the new floor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Daniel Jones, what's the team's mindset heading into week one against Dallas? I think we're in a good spot. I thought, you know, we improved a lot throughout camp and, you know, made, made a lot of progress to get to this point. Um, and I think we're ready to go. So, you know, we'll work throughout this week at practice and make sure we tighten up every little thing in the game plan and, and make sure we put our best foot forward on, on Sunday night. But I think we had a good camp. And I think we're ready to go. All right. So. And I'll just say, like, they didn't beat them last year, so that's really what stands out. But the previous five years, the Giants averaged four wins a season. Mm-hmm. So they weren't beating anybody. Was it four yeah. seasons? No, it's, it's one, two, three, four, five, five seasons. Yeah, so they, they were averaging four wins a season, basically. Yeah. 
and and the Cowboys have been have been pretty good in that span. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like the Giants were beating really anybody. So maybe maybe it's a little overblown. They can, but they can go out there and put it to bed because if they don't put it to bed on Sunday night, well, what are we going to hear the next time right. they play them? <laughs> now we got them. No. Now we got them, Gordon. Now we got them. That's what we're going to hear. Now we got them. Uh, Harvey Cruz, are you a smug Giants fan? No, never. Be honest. No, never. I don't know where Gordon gets this from. And yeah, it kind of hurts Giant me because, you know, you try to be close to people. You try to get to know everyone around the station and Look, everything. I'm not saying all Giant fans are smug. And he didn't say you. I'm just curious. Uh, right. But Why I'm do you gi- get so defensive? I'm, but I'm saying, like, I'm a Giants fan. I'm roped into everybody else, you know. Four Super Bowls, more than Gordon's Dolphins. <laughs> Look, that's not hard to do. <laughs> if you've won one in the last 50 years, you're doing better than the Dolphins. That's not, not, a, not a very high bar to climb. But yours I, I, is look, the, I'm not yours saying is the ultimate, all Giant though. fans. There are some Giant fans who I think are looking at it realistically, even if they are excited. But you'd have to say, for a fan base that it always works out for, they assume that it's going to work out now. They think that... We got the coach of the year from last year, so, yeah, we won nine games. I have heard people say the Giants could be Super Bowl contenders this year. Mm. Who told you that? Those are generally Giant fans. Oh, I thought you meant someone. No, not media people. They have credibility. (laughs) You see, you see, Larry, you you, you try to be cool with someone, you try to be friends with someone, then he throws this around. (laughs) Well, I, I, I will say this, Harvey, and this is not pointed at you. But this is pointed at some Giant fans. Gordon, did you hear it? They're talking about he coaches like Tom Coughlin? Brian Dable? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. This is, and who's to who, – uh, I, I believe, actually, our Dan Orlovsky had the Giants as, as a sneaky Super Bowl contender. Mm. Don't, don't hear, sleep on him, he said. Did you hear Dan Orlovsky's Super Bowl – pick for this year no oh you know i tell you a little later in the show gordon uh-huh. we're gonna we're going to hear sal pal's pick okay that he did on the case show yesterday mm-hmm. and olowski's pick that he did on the case show today it's fascinating okay it's fascinating it's fascinating going out on a limb nobody else has this one is what you're saying it's it's i tell you it's not the shock value that sal pal had no. I will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. that shocking. Interesting. Not the same shock value. It's I am teased. I am value. consider me teased, Larry. Yes. Well, you know, that's what we try to do here on 987 ESPN. Hey Darren Waller, you ready to face the Cowboys week one? I've said before, I'm uh, growing up in the house with my parents, NFC East fans, you know, I, I know I know the history. I know how heated and competitive these games have been over the years, and uh, I know what I'm about to step into on Sunday, and I'm, I'm honored to take the field. Listen to that. I'm honored to take the field. Honored, Gordon. Looking well, forward I, to it. I, I would think for Darren Waller, he's a, he's honored to be with a, a stable organization yeah, absolutely. that seems like it's headed in the right direction as opposed to where he, where he was coming from. <laughs> oh, what a difference a year makes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was rough there. It was I, – I, I just I, – I don't understand how this person – continues to get head coaching jobs. I, I don't get it, Gordon. I don't understand it. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I, he, he's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. 
Yeah, it, it didn't seem like he was ever going to. And remember, he had the whole thing with the Colts, too, where he was yeah. going to take the job. And, and yep. I don't know if he got word that uh, that Andrew – if he didn't get word that Andrew Luck was thinking about retirement and he just was going to take the job and then didn't take the job, boy, that would be a hell of a coincidence. It would be. I think he um, knew. Yeah, I, I, something was up there. But, um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying with uh, McDaniels. Uh, it does it's just like his head like, coach. With the yeah, Jets, he, he was supposed like, to be there. <laughs> he, he seems like one of those guys who is ever. He's he's always going to be a coordinator for the Patriots. It's not. He, yeah. He, he's not had the success going out on his own for sure. And that Raiders situation, I, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, I don't get a sense that that's turning around this year in a, in a loaded AFC. I know. No, I don't think so either. I really don't. Gordon, when we return, did you see Hard Knocks last night? I did not. Okay, because we were on the air. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about watching it today, and then uh-huh. I, 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 I got to be honest. Yes, I'm a little jet. I'm a little jetted out. So I'm a, a lot I'm of us a are a little jetted out at this. We're, we're, we need to see games. Yeah, that's what it is. We're ready for games. That that's what it is. We're ready for games. We don't want to talk about it anymore. We don't want to. You know, we we, we just want to see the game. Can we see the games, please? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people talking about the Jets. We'll hear from some of them next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Now, Gordon, you would think that a veteran like DJ Reed would understand that when you make a statement like the one he made, that it might, uh, you know, cause some backlash in a sense. You know about the 85 Bears? Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Carlin our former colleague here on the network was, um, well, I think he's still shaking his head. Listen. Who are you, DJ Reed? (laughs) Who the hell is DJ Reed to say that? You couldn't pick Mike Singletary out of a lineup if you tried. You have no idea how good the 85 Bears were. They had two playoff shutouts. You think you're going to be as good as the Bears before you played a damn snap? Just stop. Stop. They are all buying into all of this. And he is setting the tone. I'm doing all the right things. Look at me. I'm out at the Ranger game. I'm out having fun in town. I'm making my teammates feel good about themselves. This is all changing. Just watch. This sucker turns ugly. It's going to turn really ugly. Chris Carlin. Wow. <laughs> I, well, I mean, well, well, I, I get it, right? Comparing yourself to the 85 Bears is probably not smart. Mm-hmm. But all these guys think that they uh, th- that they are the best. They are the great. And I think that that's, that's kind of how they've gotten to play in the National Football League. So yeah. um, now it, I don't know that DJ Reed was surprised by the reaction. He had to expect that there was going to be reaction when yes. you mentioned the greatest defense most of us have ever seen mm-hmm. and a team last year that won seven games and a, a defense last year that got exposed several times, even though overall last year, I think they were top five or top six somewhere mm-hmm. along there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, I don't have probably, you can say whatever you want. The only problem is you got to back it up. That's right. So say whatever you want. You can, you can go out there and, and, and be quiet. You can go out there and talk the talk, right? Like if Deion Sanders had talked like he talks and then he didn't go out there and win the game, mm-hmm. 
we would have a problem with it. But when you go out there and you back it up with actual results, yeah, which he what, does a lot. What 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 are we supposed? What are we supposed to? You can't say anything. Nope. That's what it's about. It, nope. It, we we know how it's going to turn out based on the wins and losses. So yeah. if the Jets go out there this year and the defense is one of the top uh, defenses in the sport, mm-hmm. and they go to the playoffs, and they have a deep playoff run. Good for D.J. Reed, showing confidence in his teammates, showing confidence in his coaches. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. But much like the head coach likes to keep receipts, yeah. don't think for a second people aren't keeping receipts when you say things that are bold and brash and, and almost designed to get people kind of riled up. Especially when you've been a team that everybody's been sick of hearing about anyway. They've been sick of hearing about the Jets, the Jets because of this Aaron Rodgers. I'm in a cave. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, this has gone on. Gordon, I mean, this has gone on forever. It's gone on forever. That's why Dan Graziano on Get Up says the Jets, they got Target on their back. They're going to be the team that people love to beat, right? Like, they're going to be, they're going to be teams and coaches and players that go in there and say, oh, yeah, nice job on hard knocks. They have a target on their back. If there's talk like this internally, then I think it's even more pressure on the coach and the coaching staff to keep it all together, right? To set the appropriate tone, to walk that line between confident and cocky and make sure that you don't stray too far into the ladder before you deserve to, right? So I think that there's a lot going on there and there's a lot at stake. I think they should be a very, very, very good team. But there are things that can go wrong. If you're not paying attention to the details, then all of a sudden you could find yourself, I mean, this is the first time that they reminded me of the- Don't, don't, don't oh, say it, don't. That, that 2011 Eagles uh, team, right? Where Vince Young said dream team and that, uh, like that famous, that was a team. Once that got said, everybody wanted to go after that team. Yeah, I remember that dream team. I remember that team, Gordon. Namdi Asamoah. Oh, <laughs> Namdi Asamoah. Come on, it's a blast from the past, right? Well, I, I think that, and I, I agree with Dan's point uh, to a certain extent. I disagree mm-hmm. that this puts more pressure on the Jets, mainly because there can't be any more pressure put on the Jets. That's right. All the pressure, you, you can't get any more pressure to be it's put true. on them. <laughs> and true. for him, to, I do agree with that there should be somebody to kind of rein it in. Robert Sala proved last year he's not going to rein anything in. Nope. You know, when the guys are walking around with Mike White T-shirts and all that type of stuff, that's not his thing, man. He's going to let these guys do whatever they want. And, 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 and clearly this year, he, I think he has even less power. <laughs> yeah, well, well, now it's up to Aaron Rodgers to lock everybody down. He's the guy, Gordon. Well, but I, I think you've seen Robert Sala, and I didn't watch uh, Hard Knocks last night, but I've obviously mm-hmm. seen that clip of him talking about, you know, what he hates about people coming up and saying, you played hard, and he doesn't want to be pitied. There's nothing worse than that, and that riles mm-hmm. him up. But it, it's pretty clear. Like, we don't know whether or not Robert Sala is a good head coach yet. No, and we don't. this year will go a long way to kind of deciding that. But I yep. think we know what kind of head coach he is. Yeah. He's a player's coach, and he's going to let these guys say and do whatever they want. And that could come back to bite him, but it, only if it doesn't work. If it works, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. And, and, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter how he approaches it. If he reined all these guys in and it doesn't work, he's still getting fired. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Absolutely. You know, all the talking is, is kind of, it gets us all riled up, and we get worked up, and people yell and scream. But at the end of the day... It, all that matters is the results. The only plan, Larry, is it's got to work. It's got to work. Bart Scott, Gordon, who has been known to say a few words in his career. Bart? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. He's been known to say a few yes. words. He had a message for DJ Reed. Listen. You might want to stop the comparisons, not only to great historical defenses, but also Super Bowl winning teams. <laughs> Pump your brakes just a little bit, young fella. Let's get some games first. Let's stop some of these great offenses that you're going to see the first five weeks and then pound your chest a little bit like a peacock. Right. But man, pump your brakes a little bit. Wow. How right is he? <laughs> I, I know it's kind of foreign to people nowadays, especially kids coming up. You don't have to share all the things you think with everybody else. It's true. You can keep some thoughts to yourself. It's okay. And he probably would have been better off doing that. Now, I don't have a problem with him saying it, but there are. you don't have to share everything. No. Not everything is content. Exactly. Exactly. Listen. I have no problem with them striving to be as good as the 85 Bears. Of course. I, mean, I have no problem with him, with that team striving to be as good as the Legion of Boom. There's nothing wrong with that, Gordon. You, you, People talk about you as a really good defense, and, yeah, you're, we want to show how good of a defense we are. There's nothing wrong with that in the locker room with us talking. Here's what we're striving to do. In the meeting room, in the linebacker room, in the, in the, in the, in the secondary room, in the in the in the ta- in the lineman room, with the coordinators and and the and the line coaches, I got no problem with with goals. I have no problem with them talking about going to Super Bowl. Gordon, they're not the only team that's talking about going to the Super Bowl in the National Football not. League. Everybody does, right? But it's how you say it and when you put it out, that's the issue. And it just and see, here's and I know where Bart is coming from, because Gordon. He played for a coach who wrote who wrote checks <laughs> and that he didn't have to cash because he wasn't playing. And that's Rex Ryan. Every week, Gordon, oh, we're this, we're the greatest this, we're the best that, we're this and that, we're this, we're great. And they were a very good defense. They were. But, Gordon, they didn't win the Super Bowl. No. So as good a defense as they were, you know, he came up short a lot. Uh, and my biggest thing about him, and it's funny, he did it and Todd Bowles did it when he was here. Gordon, those guys blitz. They blitz, they blitz, they blitz. But Gordon, on four, in the fourth quarter, on the big drive, they want to get conservative. Yeah. <laughs> they no want to sit, they want to sit mm. in the zone. What are you doing? This is when you really blitz. Why would you sit back in the zone, not pressure, and just rely on pressure and watch a, a really good quarterback march right down the field? Boom, 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 boom. Fourth quarters. Score. Uh, kill him. Absolutely. Uh, and, and one thing as well, like for DJ Reed, no, I don't remember anybody on the, the, that great Ravens defense mm-hmm. comparing themselves before the season to the 85 Bears. I don't remember right. anybody on the Legion of Boom uh, before the season, comparing themselves to the Ravens. Right. You'd probably be better served letting other people make those comparisons yeah. and actually having some evidence to back it up. Because otherwise, it do, you do sound a little ridiculous. You do. I mean, it, it, you know. Because what, what's going to happen? If the Jets go out uh, on Monday night and lose that game and give up, say, 30 points, well, mm-hmm. what, what's one of the storylines going to be? Uh, this is the 85 Bears. 85 Bears giving up 30 points at home against a team you got to beat? No. So you I, give I up 30 I, points to me, like it's just not games. worth 
putting it out there. It's fine. It's great to believe it. And if you want to have it in the locker room, great. And uh, but I don't see what the benefit of, of talking all of this when it can come right back to 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 haunt you. Yeah, no question about it. So now, listen, he's just put it out there. So, hey, Gordon, like you said, go back it up. That's all. Yes. It's done no now. Question. It's done. Back it up. You and your team have to back it up. That's all. Very simple. We don't want to hear any excuses. We don't want to hear anything about it. Just just go out and play. Yeah, and with the Jets, it just feels like everything. Uh, it's 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 too much. It's it's it's, and it's football, and we're all excited about it. And Rodgers is great, but I mean the entire off season from the, the from the point of them trying to trade for Rodgers, how long that went on, yep. training camp went on, all the talk Super Bowl or bust has gone on. You know, the only thing that's taking longer than this Jet season is the Mets trying to get David Stearns. <laughs> yes, that has that has taken a while. That's the only thing. Yeah, and we're still talking been. about it. Mm-hmm. Well, talking. hopefully, we got another week, Larry, and then I don't ever want to hear that man's name again. If he, <laughs> if he is not in position by this time next week, I don't want to hear that man's name ever again. Well, listen, I don't know. I might not want to hear his name now. <laughs> <laughs> got to wait and see. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, uh, Barton Hahn had an interesting guest today. It's somebody that's on their show every Wednesday during the season. This young man had some poignant things to say. We'll hear from him next on 98.7 ESPN.